You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. Um, my name is Mike Kedrowski. I'm here at Trinity Junior High and High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. We've got the studio set up and uh, just enjoying the uh, the children walking by. Uh, I should say children. They're, uh, they're more uh, uh, high school age than uh, children, I should say. But we do have uh, Trinity Elementary North on the east or west side of the building, and that is grades 4, 5, and 6. And I just saw a class go down. It looks like they're going to Mass. So always good to see the students and uh, their eagerness to learn. And God bless all the faculty and staff here at uh, Trinity High School and uh, Trinity Elementary North and Trinity Junior High for believing so strong in this ministry of Catholic schools. We're just glad to be invited here to set up our studios. And uh, we just uh, concluded a interview with Dr. Leroy Husengay from the University of Mary. And now we got... Uh, equally as an exciting segment with Sister Poverty. And uh, Sister, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, good morning, Sister. We can good hear morning. you loud and clear. And thank you so much for joining us this morning. I, I see the uh, marketing and programming have the uh, promo line as uh, discerning the life of a close, uh, cloister, cloistered nun. Excuse me. And sister, can yeah. you give give me uh, or give us uh, a little background of your upbringing? Yeah. So um, let's see. I my father's family is you know Italian, so that's mm-hmm. to say Catholic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but we uh, never were practicing the faith until my mom, who um, who was raised Protestant um, Methodist, she uh, in two thousand one entered the church. Um, through her own amazing story <laughs> of God's mercy. Um, and so from then on, I was about uh, four or five years old um, when when um, we became Catholic, practicing the faith. Um, and so from then on, we were going to Mass every Sunday, confession pretty regularly. Um, and I was always just very happy to be a part of it. I always loved being um, involved in the different things that our parish is doing and that our diocese is doing, so... Um, that definitely helps to prepare the way, at least culturally, for uh, my vocation to, um, yes. yeah. to, to be clear. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Sister Povery, am I, am, am I saying your name correctly? Sister yeah, Povery. Povery. Okay. Well, you got that down. Thank you. Uh, Sister Povery, <laughs> where, did you, uh, where did you grow up? Uh, in the upper Midwest? Yeah, so I'm from Yula, Wyoming. It's a tiny little town. Um, and so for Mass, we had to go over to Spearfish, South Dakota, just over the border. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Wonderful. All right. And uh, so you're, uh, uh, you were giving us uh, some uh, information on your background, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you have some Italian in you, you said. Yeah. And uh, uh, so you began your childhood uh, with a... Uh, uh, hit or miss faith is that what it was when was it 
Well, let me ask this uh, next talking point here. When was your first inkling that you ha- you may want to join a religious order? Well, so I, um, in our diocese, we have a, a summer camp for girls called Totus Tuus, where we invite religious from all over the diocese. And I think I had only attended that when I was younger, maybe in sixth grade, and I had first um, been exposed to, to religious, to consecrated women. Um, and it was definitely something that just... Um, I was just really captured by because the sisters were all so joyful and so um, had such a beautiful prayer life. Um, but I think it had always been very clear to me that God has a path for each one of us and so that God has planned something for each one of us. And so um, I had just sort of uh, let it stay where it was, um, let it just be something that when God, if whatever God had planned for me, He would make it known to me. So, yeah, so yeah so- about 12 years old was when I had first started seeing that the religious life was a possibility. Amazing. What a great story. Now, when you refer to your diocese, uh, which diocese are you referring to? So that would be the Western South Dakota Diocese, the Diocese of Rapid City. Diocese of Rapid City. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Totus Tuus is a a program that you uh, were involved in and that helped you uh, discern your call. Can you tell us a little bit about what Totus Tuus is? Yeah, it's a really neat, neat program where, um, because in our diocese it's also spread out, so we don't have, and we don't have much of a um, presence of complicated women. So, um, so our diocese for a while now has had this program where they invite um, religious communities from all over the states to send a couple of sisters for this summer camp. So then it's about. Um, five days for the high school girls and three days for the middle school girls. And the sisters are, um, the girls are split up in teams and each team has two sisters with them. And, um, so it's just a really beautiful, uh, um, opportunity for the girls to meet the religious and to see a little bit about what that life is like. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where are you living right now, sister, in uh, the Diocese of Wyoming? Or, excuse me, a Diocese no, so, of Rapid City? So I, um... Like I said, I, um, I, my family is still here in, um, just over the border in Wyoming, but um, when I entered religious life, I um, had to go to the East Coast Reformation House um, in the area. So I was there for a couple of years, and then I, now, um, two years ago, I moved to Italy to finish my formation, um, wow. and I've just come back. So Oh, well, welcome. Now I, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome home. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's good to, it's good to be home. Um, and so now I'm um, spending a little time with my family, and then I'll be going and entering the monastery in New York City and uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Is you, yes, thank you, sister, for uh, discussing that. If you're just joining us uh, this morning, uh, we are broadcasting live from Trinity Junior High and Senior High School in uh, Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, my guest uh, this segment is Sister Povery. And uh, we're dis- uh, discussing her uh, call to uh, the religious life, uh, just returning from Italy. And uh, so we're, we're just glad to have you on, sister, and uh, to tell your story. Now, uh, let's continue on here. Let's dig into this a little bit. How did you decide which order was for you? And I, I was just visiting with a dad of... of uh, uh, his daughter chose a religious order, and he was trying to keep her back home. And he says, well, there's orders around here that, that will, <laughs> will, uh, will uh, make you, uh, uh, will uh, 
keep you closer to home. And she says, right. well, I found this order on the East Coast, and I really like it. And, and then when he went out to visit, it took him five minutes to figure out that, oh, yes, I understand why you chose this. So, <laughs> uh, so it's an interesting question. How did you decide which order was for you? Yeah, thank you. Um, so first and foremost, I mean, we always uh, have to remind ourselves that the vocation is a call from God, that it's, it's all His plan, and He's the one who is letting us sort out the details um, to see what He wants for us. And so it was um, a real grace of the Holy Spirit that when I um, understood my vocation, um, even though I had been exposed to various different um, congregations, for some reason the, the order that I'm with, the Servidores, was the one that just was at the forefront of my mind the whole time. Um, and at the time, I couldn't really explain why I was so drawn to them. Um, but looking back now, I can I can see how certainly the, um, the liturgy was a huge part of it, the way that they celebrated um, the Mass, I mean, were, participated in the Mass and the um, different liturgical prayers they had, and as well the, um, the, the joyfulness of all of the sisters was something that really drew me to them. And, and looking back, I can understand now how the, I mean, the joy that they have, especially as a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and it comes from um, a life living um, with great charity. No? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you mentioned that the liturgies were beautiful. Uh, can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about what uh, what jumped out at you or what uh, was special uh, for you with, with the liturgies? Yeah. Um, so was there... Let's see. <laughs> um, it was always just very solemn, very... Um, worthy of the mysteries that were being celebrated, I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, great. And uh, you, you mentioned joyfulness, the joyfulness of, of, uh, of, of the uh, order that uh, you experienced, and, and certainly that is something that uh, does your heart well to, to see the joyfulness and how that was a draw for you. Um, we have... Uh, just a few more minutes until break. We got about a minute and a half here till we have to go to a break, a sister. So let's uh, let's discuss, uh, and maybe we can pick this up at the other uh, other side. Um, can we discuss a little bit? Every order uh, has its different charisms. Now, can you share with us some of the ones that drew you to this order? Yes, so the charism of our um, of my institute, which is actually part of a larger religious family, which includes um, priests and a third order for families, um, it's the charism of the uh, incarnation of the Word and the evangelization of seeing the, the incarnation of the Word through the evangelization of the culture. So that's to say that um, that God becoming man, that when the Word became flesh, um, He took on humanity and in all of in all of our humanity, mine, except for sin, and so that's. Um, so, so in that, everything that is truly human can be uplifted to God. Mm-hmm. And so oh. our, our institute um, and finds ways to do that in many different um, modes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Sister, for joining us. We uh, are at our break time. We have to take a break here, folks. Uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm uh, your host, uh, this uh, Real Presence Live, and we will be back. Don't go away. we got more good stuff coming your direction. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Real Presence Live on this uh, feast day of St. Francis of Rome. Uh, Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for listening. We hope your Lenten season has been uh, prayerful and faith-filled and that uh, it's uh, rewarding for you. So uh, thank you for staying with us. Uh, We're Real Presence Live. This segment, we're visiting with Sister Poveri, and uh, she is explaining uh, to us her life in the religious order. And, um, Sister, welcome back, and thank you for joining us uh, this morning once again. It's good to have you. And uh, Yes, indeed. And so, Sister, tell us what uh, are some of the... What are the steps or the different steps of becoming uh, a nun? Right. So once a person um, begins to feel the call to religious life, they can begin discerning with different orders, or like I had said earlier myself, I always felt very clear that I was called to be in this specific congregation. So then the next thing is just to reach out to them and call to, you can, you know, look them up on the internet, find somehow to email them, call them, whoever you happen to know. Um, Or as also if you're, you know, I've heard many stories of sisters who are completely clueless as to how uh, what is a religious order? So um, mm-hmm. to go to you know a priest that you know somebody who um, might know a little bit more to see about um, how they can how you can start um, the dialogue with some congregation. Um, from there, typically the 
religious orders, everyone kind of does things a little bit differently. Right. Um, but they once you, once you've reached out to somebody, they should help you along um, mm-hmm. as far as continuing in discernment, and then um, and then it, you know in feeling feeling more with more clarity um, how to how to begin the the process of actually entering. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, sister, when I go ahead, go I'm ahead. sorry, go go right ahead. When I had, um, when I, like I said, I knew pretty clearly the congregation I wanted to enter with, and so I had gone to visit, and uh, I went and talked to the superior, the, the mother of the community, and I said, yeah, I feel pretty clear that I should, I should enter this community. And, uh, and she says, so are you asking to enter? And I said, well, I'm 17. I should probably talk to my mom first. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Um, but after that, I was in contact with her, and I would... Um, she would email me and, and um, help me along in, in figuring out everything along the way. Yes. So I'm just thinking out uh, in our listening audience is if there is a young lady that is discerning this call. Is it a call or, or uh, what is, is, is exactly happening here? Um, how do I know it's a call? Um, and again, could you discuss where, where should she... Uh, take that uh, thought or mm-hmm. that what what she thinks is where what should she do with that I think number one is just to draw close to the sacraments you know to um, there you go to to draw close to to the mass to adoration any way that you can get near to the blessed sacrament because really we have all these questions and we have all these um, worries and doubts but um but he has a plan and he'll make it clear to us in his time um so, yeah, definitely the sacraments are number one, and to trust in Our Lady, to ask for her intercession, uh, the intercession of the Blessed Mother. Um, and and as well as you, I mean, if you just don't know what to do, um, to, to to seek out help from from a priest or from, um, if there's like a religious, uh, like a, a youth group leader or something, you know? Yes. Okay. So after prayer and, and some more discernment, if that uh, if that calling or if that uh, feeling is still there, go ahead and, and visit with someone. Go visit with your pastor, uh, and, and so okay. Well, thank you very much for for uh, for for sharing that, uh, Sister Povery. Um, let's talk about for a, a couple minutes here. Uh, you just got back from Rome, and again, welcome home. And thank what you. a what were some of the things uh, you were studying there? Right. So, um, so uh, within my order, right, there's um, an apostolic branch and a contemplative branch. Got and it. so, uh, so when I had discerned to enter the contemplative branch, I had already finished my studies of philosophy here in the states, and um, and so for me to continue and, and to enter into the contemplative branch in the um, cloistered community. Um, I I needed to go to to Italy and um, to enter the house there first and to to continue my formation, which um, was one year of um, what we call the the contemplative year of formation, which is um, a deeper study into um, our spirituality, into the spirituality of um, of especially for us is um, especially centered on the spirituality of Saint John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila. Um, but so I had a year just of spirituality, and then after that, a year of um, my final year of formation was was a year of theology. Hmm. Okay. Now, you mentioned two uh, branches. You mentioned the apostolic mm-hmm. branch, right? Mm-hmm. 
and the and the contemplative branch. All right. Now, uh, could you expand on that just a little bit for our listeners? Yes. So um, within uh, consecrated life in general, for um, for religious, it's uh, pretty well divided in the the apostolic works and then the contemplative um, contemplative help communities. Um, and so the apostolic works, which is, are the, um, what you think of uh, for missionaries, so in our okay. order, it's teaching, nursing, um, houses of mercy, um, parish work, catechism, all sorts of anything. Great, <laughs> um, okay. But then, yeah, but then with our um, our charism, it, it was very clear that as well for us, the possibility would be to have um, contemplative houses, which would be what you think of as the typical in the monasteries, right? So we... Um, our cloistered, we stay within the monastery, and, and all our life is spent um, drawing closer to God and and commending the whole world to to His mercy. What a beautiful, beautiful vocation! Um, thank you for that explanation, uh, Sister Poveri. And uh, we have uh, about uh, four minutes left here, uh, Sister. And. Um, yeah, we talked about if uh, someone, a young lady, has a calling, that what what uh, she should do. Talk to your her, her pastor, um, and uh, and that's always a good thing. Uh, it, what else uh, should our listening audience uh, hear from you as a young lady that uh, just got back from Rome, uh, was studying in Rome uh, very in- intensely. And now coming back, and uh, you are headed to, um, maybe we should talk about that. What does the average day look like for you in the convent? So our day is, um, first and foremost, the center point of every day is the Holy Mass. Um, and then the rest sure. of the day kind of revolves around that. Um, in, our, in the contemplative communities, we have the Mass, all of us. Um, but then in, specifically in the contemplative communities, we have... Also, two hours of adoration, uh, one in the morning and one in the evening. And then the seven hours of the Liturgy of the Hours, right, which are, um, you know, morning prayer, evening prayer, and then the shorter um, offices throughout the day. And then um, besides that, we also pray the Rosary every day. Um, We'll have, you know, the Stations of the Cross on Fridays. Um, That's our prayer life. And then apart from that, we'll have um, uh, an hour of work time, um, doing manual work, um, you know, making, making things for, um, to, to, um, give for an, an offering to help to sustain the monastery, um, and as well an hour of, um, work time within the community, whatever that would be, cleaning, sewing, um, cooking, right. and we have, and this is all, um, throughout the day, we're in silence, so, that would mean that, you know, if there's something you need to say, like giving instructions or something like that, um, then you say it, certainly. But um, apart from what's necessary, we just um, spend the day, instead of conversing with our sisters, we're conversing with ourselves, with God. Um, and then, uh, except for uh, after lunch and dinner, we have an hour of recreation together with, our, with the community. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, if you're just joining us... Uh uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm uh, your host for Real Presence Live. This segment, we are visiting with Sister Poveri, just getting back from Rome, and now heading to uh, her convent in 
uh, New York City. I believe that's right, isn't it, Sister Pulvery? Yep, New, New York, York City. New York City. And uh, she's uh, entering into the contemplative branch of her order, which is uh, the, the uh, clo- clo- cloistered life, right, Sister? Is that that's accurate? Right. Okay, yep, good. Right. Okay. And then uh, we got just a couple minutes until the hard break comes. Uh, sister, but uh, so can you? I, I'm, I'm just interested in the monetary, uh, uh, how how you get the funds to maintain. Can you speak on that just uh, for thirty seconds? Yes, sorry. Um, all of our communities, apostolic and contemplative, we completely rely on the providence of God. You know that He'll send us the benefactors Beautiful. that that we need, and specifically in the monasteries, we um, try to be able to sustain ourselves through making works that we can um, sell for, for a free offering, um, but always trying to um, to give as much as we can back, you know, to um, that we Very just good. have what we need, you know. What a strong faith you folks have. Sister Pulvery, this has been a delight to visit with you. Know of my prayers for you as we... Uh, uh, as you continue, and we will continue our Real Presence Live. Uh, don't go away. We got more uh, interviews coming. <laughs> 